Welcome to the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast, guiding families to find the right college fit, helping students in the college search process while exploring God's purpose for their lives. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another edition of the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast. My name is Phil Cook. I'm pleased to be your host. We are thrilled today to have special guests, Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott. Drs. Parrott have extensive national media experience. They've been on multiple media venues, Oprah Show, The View, Today, Good Morning America, everyone, in addition to being New York Times bestselling authors. Their focus has been on building healthy relationships, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And so welcome, Les and Leslie Parrott, do people call you Doctors Parrot? How do they how do they address you? <laughs> Les and Leslie's fine. Yeah. Phil, it's good to be with you. I appreciate the honor of uh, getting a chance to chat. Yeah, we're so honored. These are people we love. These are our people. You are our people, and that's why we wanted you to do this. And you are a friend of NACAP and spoken at our virtual annual conference. You've been on our campuses before. And in fact, why don't we just start your products of the Christian College Higher Ed Experience. Tell us a little bit about your experience and and even your family as it relates to being enrolled in Christian colleges and universities. Yeah, Christian higher education is is kind of part of our DNA. It's in our <laughs> our, uh, our bloodstream. That's right. And uh, my dad used to joke if we were driving through a town, our car would just automatically know where to go to the Christian uh, college uh, that's <laughs> yes. nearby. That's right. And the reason for that is that I grew up in the home of a college president, a Christian college president, and so did he. His his father, my grandfather, was a Christian college president in Illinois. And then my dad, and then my brother, my middle brother, a little older than me, is the president of uh, Bellhaven in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, my oldest brother is at a college in, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, a Christian college there, Trevecca. Mm. And uh, Leslie and I taught for nearly 30 years at Seattle Pacific University. So uh, we haven't gotten too far away from uh, the tethers of uh, Christian That's higher right. ed. Not to mention that both of our sons have enjoyed Christian college higher ed experiences. Yeah, our oldest son, John, just graduated uh, from the same school that we did and where his great-grandfather and grandfather were presidents. And then our youngest is at uh, Hope College in Holland, Michigan. So, yeah, we got the basis covered, I think. <laughs> You've got it all covered all around the country, different types of schools. But uh, our, our listeners are, are people making this choice about enrolling at a Christian college. Hopefully, that's our purpose here at, at the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast. Uh, what makes Christian colleges different? What do you think uh, in the experience, the academic experience, what makes them different and, and worth the investment that families will make to enroll there? Well, you know, this is this is not just an education. There is a purposeful community that's going to wrap their arms around your young adult. And it's going to be infused with values and the quality of character of the people that are speaking into your child's life. So literally everything is different about that community experience. Well, and I think you put uh, your finger on the pulse there. It's community that is almost instant on a Christian college campus that you might not find at other schools. And obviously other schools are fantastic and offer their gifts as well. But if you're looking for a home for your student for four years where they can learn at the highest level, because um, I, I got to tell you, there are people that are so committed to the guild, committed to their discipline mm-hmm. uh, in excellence at these schools. Right. And then you bring in people that are in student life and in the administration 
that are focused on the students. That's the business. It's it's not the business of can we get another grant to build another building. That's important, and they want to do that. And and I got to tell you, I, I, Leslie and I speak on a lot of these campuses, and their facilities often are just first rate. Right. But it's all about the people, and uh, you see that as it comes into student life, into the the residence halls and how those uh, RAs are trained. It, it's it's uh, demonstrated through the chapel services right. and community life and small groups. Well, as a parent, let me just tell you, when your college son comes home as ours did and has had an email from a professor, not only affirming their gifts and naming them, but saying, and I'm praying for you yes. that you won't bury this talent, that you're gonna you know, fan this gift into the flame. Boy, that's an amazing thing to get as a parent. It is. And then, uh, you know, you can't forget values. I mean, if you have values that lean in this direction of a Christian college campus, you know, that, that we kind of neglected the biggest thing of all. And it's those, <laughs> those values. It's that faith yeah. perspective. The values that you share with your peers, too, because yeah. these will likely become some of your lifetime friends. And so it's not just a temporary connection with people who are walking this road. In many ways, these are friends of the heart that will go with you um, for your lifetime. So what a gift, you know, to be connected in that way. And you know, and obviously are experts inside uh, the Christian community, but outside in terms of relationships. And so the family dynamic, when you go through this college search process can be fraught with difficulty. A student might want to go somewhere, mom and dad have an uh, objective or an idea of where they go. H- how should families, how should parents and their students navigate the relationships uh, and the dynamics of this communication process when they're making the college choice? That's such an important question. And first of all, I can answer it in in just a two-word phrase, and that is mutual understanding. Mm -hmm. There has to be a sense that uh, your your son, your daughter feels understood in what they're looking for, what they desire. And you know, so oftentimes with these younger people, they're they're making a a decision that might be somewhat emotional. And I I just like the campus. I can't explain it. I just feel it. And, uh, you know, it's difficult. It's kind of like arguing with what God told me. And uh, (laughs) what do you say to that? Right. And so you have to have that kind of understanding rather than just starting with your agenda for that child, but to really make sure that they feel understood. Why? Because when they do, they will respect your opinion more. And that sometimes feels so counterintuitive, but it's true. Yeah, because when you when you care enough to listen and understand where their choices are flowing from, whether they're flowing from, you know, a romantic ideal they have for their life or um, what gives them meaning or or gives them energy, they then, you will have the validation. You've earned the right then to speak into their life. Right. You know, and, and we watch parents that get extreme. You know, sometimes they'll just like throw up their hands and go, okay, then I'm out. This is all on you and the consequences. Kids really need our presence and our guidance. They just don't need necessarily our control and our helicoptering. So, you know, the temptation is to go all in on one extreme or the other. But if you have that balance of listening hard, then they'll want to listen back. And so it becomes a a shared project. Right. Theodore Reich used to call this listening with a third ear. And that's listening with uh, for the emotions, not just the content, but to hear the feelings underneath the words. Mm. And that then, if you can grasp that 
and it's almost like panning for gold. It's like uh, in the river of emotions and uh, verbiage, uh, you lift up the little golden nugget of a feeling and hand it back to your son or your daughter and go, is this how that feels? Mm. Oh my goodness, that's incredible parenting. That's like parenting at the A plus level. <laughs> and so when you do that, then your son or your daughter goes, well, what do you think I should do? Right? Because right? they feel understood. That's the gift of that. Well, the gift to the parent, too, is that as you begin to really understand, you might know some of the hidden things that are guiding their choices. Like maybe they're afraid they can't get accepted somewhere, so they've limited their options. Or, you know, maybe they feel like, I don't really understand what my gifts are. Or, you know, there could be some missing pieces that then you're able then to speak into their life and connect them with resources that fill in those gaps in really powerful ways. That's right. excellent. And you, you said something there, Leslie, that um, one thing we were wanted to ask about is how do you balance their dreams, these big dreams that they have that, boy, I can do this with, you know, you know your son or daughter better than anybody. Hopefully moms and dads out there listening would say that, but how do you balance pushing them for their dreams and and going for it while at the same time having a very sense of, uh, a clear sense of reality of what their future might be? How do you balance those two competing ideas? Yeah, because you want to call out and affirm the gifts that you see in all their potential, but you also don't want to create, um, you know, that sense of pie in the sky. Unrealistic. Right. Yeah, yeah this isn't about you. Um, you know, here's where I think, because we want to be really careful to affirm our kids when they're willing to step outside their comfort zone, because that is what growth is about. So that's important. But when you start to sense that maybe the dream is unrealistic for who he knows them to be or maybe just kind of out of out of alignment with what you see as their giftedness that's where other people can be the best support you can connect them with you know a career counselor in their school setting you can have them do maybe some information interviews with friends of yours who have similar careers shadow them that way it's not you limiting or steering them away but their own experience is starting to inform their dream well i'll just relay what our experience was with our oldest son he has a, a real talent in graphic design and he went to a Christian college that certainly had a program in that, but it wasn't necessarily known for that. But uh, he really had his eye kind of set on, he wanted to work for for Apple and, and so forth. And uh, we affirmed that gift because he has that gift. He has an incredible design eye. And so he, he studied that for the first, I don't know, year and a half. And he came home on a Christmas break and said, hey, uh, would you guys be disappointed <laughs> if I switched my major? And um, we said, what's going on? And he said, I took a Bible course at this school. And, and this is a kid that grew up in a Christian home, going to church and Sunday school. And he said, but I am reading the Bible like I've never read before. It's like, it just kind of opened up for me. And he said, I think I want to major in, in theology. Ended up that his major with credits and so forth didn't turn out to, to make that happen. But he's now in graduate school at a very pre mm -hmm. prestigious school for, for theology. And you, you just don't know what gifts will kind of open up. So if you, your kid goes off to school and, and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I don't know if that's for them. Um, you might be surprised at what happens on the journey. Trust they, the process, right. as they say. And and for him, he ended <laughs> up graduating with a major that he didn't necessarily want to pursue as a career. But that's not all bad. 
you can leverage gifts and skills and learning. And then he is willing to, you know, jump into a new area that is his passion. We don't see that as a loss. That's a that's a well-rounded game. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. We're talking to Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott today on the relationship dynamic of making the college choice and in parenting issues and helping get your students successful. You talked about uh, mentioning earlier inventory, and we're going to talk about something that's very exciting that's coming from your, your work called Yada, and we're going to finish on that in just a moment. But I do want to ask you, you mentioned listening with a third ear, Les, the emotions yeah. behind it. There, there, there are families out there there that might be listening today who are making the college choice, but they may just be facing a crisis of communication within their family. You know, maybe there's something going on that's not about the college experience, but just about the family dynamic. What kind of advice or encouragement would you offer today to those families as it relates to the breakdown of communication within their family? Well, you know, communication is the lifeblood Mm -hmm. of any relationship. And um, your, your, you know, relationship with anyone will sink or swim based on how well you're communicating. And so let me just, uh, if, if somebody's kind of struggling with that, let me just lay out something. And then there needs to be a base of communication. So before you even think about techniques or strategies or whatever, you have to come into the context of the communication with an abundance of empathy. Mm-hmm. If there was one gift I could kind of pass through the, the technology lines here to everybody that's listening, it would be a bucket full of empathy. That capacity to see the world through your son or your daughter's eyes. And the more you do that, the better the communication gets. So it starts with that. And, and that's something that all of us are always working on, right? We don't go, hey, I got a lock on that. I'm done. You know, we're always working on empathy. And so, but if you're conscious and intentional about that, then I would just suggest that you learn to, as I said, listen for the emotions and reflect those back to your son or daughter is I get the sense that you're feeling kind of frustrated. I get the sense that you're, you're feeling kind of shy about this or whatever it might be, but you're reflecting it back, not, not to project your feelings onto them, but to really tease that out of them. And then the, the, the third thing I will suggest on this is to clarify content and then be with the generation gap of parents (laughs) and kids. This is more important than ever because Bad can mean good, and, and it, it, there's all kinds of things that you might be hearing with ears that just don't understand, but you think you do. Yeah. And so always give some effort for clarifying content. What I hear you saying is, and they can say absolutely or not. And we do a little exercise with our kids sometimes called, can I read your mind? Mm-hmm. And we just simply say, you know, it might be something about whatever decision that they're they're making. And, and I say, can I read your mind? And they'll go, Okay. I think you're kind of really upset with me because you wish that I would do X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And then my son can go, yeah, 10 out of 10. That is exactly what yeah. I feel. Nailed it. Or uh, three, maybe a little <laughs> bit, but not that much. Okay, well, that's helpful to know, right? So that's those are some practical things that any parent can do to improve that communication. Excellent. Yeah, and, and just the only other thing I would add to that, because everything less just outline those and those are enough to last a lifetime, right? Of really connecting with our kids. But be up for the organic moment. Um, don't always just think you have to initiate a structured conversation about this, but make yourself available for the moments when they seem more open. And remember, they're affected by how much sleep they got, are their physical needs met, you know, how stressful was their day. 
So uh, when they have the internal resources to connect with you, be willing to have your antenna up, set your life aside and move into that moment. And that, that takes discipline, that's hard to do, but just making yourself available for the times when they feel strong enough for a deeper connection. You're listening to the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast. We've, over the years in my work in recruitment, uh, we, we talk about this decision-making process, the where to go to college is one of the most difficult decisions that one might make, and families can go through some difficult times, and one of the things that make it most difficult sometimes can be cost. Uh, how much does it cost? And in particular for private schools, private Christian schools, families may be saying, well, what's the, the value of what we're getting, and what are we paying for it? How did you approach the, the, the financial piece of this as you planned, and what advice would you have for our families out there? that say, eh, we'd love to go to a Christian school, but I just don't know if we can afford it. You know, I often hear that question, I, and I always wonder to myself, well, what is it worth to you to have your son or your daughter go through life with the character qualities that you prize the most? And to me, that's priceless. And so if you're thinking about, you know, and, and we're talking about liberal arts colleges here that that give you a, a, an incredible foundation for life, regardless mm-hmm. of what, whatever work you go into, but you, you come into it with a base of knowledge and understanding about great literature and, and about the value of scientific understanding and, and all these different realms of knowledge. That change the way you think and live. Absolutely, yeah. regardless of what you end up doing. And, and I know it's really tempting as parents to think, well, what's most cost-effective? And well, they can get a job without even doing going to college or whatever. And what you know, it's that, that kind of mentality. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you're talking about the quality of life for the rest of their life. What is that worth in investing right now? And so there's obviously smart ways to do that and some not so smart ways to go about that financially. This, this just kind of stuck with me, but I saw this growing up with some kids, my peers and their parents were going, hey, I'll pay for your college or you can have this new car. I'll give you a Mustang or a Camaro or, or whatever. And, and even as a kid, I would scratch my head and go, what's wrong with those parents? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's the, like, the choice that you're going to give your, your son or daughter that's, that's uh, 17 years old, that uh, their brain is still developing. Of course, I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's that kind of thing. And so what Leslie is saying, it's, you're, you're tempted to go to one extreme or the other in your guidance. But when it comes to finances, if you can't afford it, these schools will bend over backwards mm-hmm. To, to make it you. absolutely, yeah. and the vast I, I, hardly anybody goes to these schools and pays the price because they're the full price because there's scholarships that they will help you with. They want you there, right? And I would just add to that. So uh, our value, if you can't hear it, is for p- parents to be generous. That kind of support is good parenting. But also, you can encourage them to be a partner in it. You can mm-hmm. encourage them to apply for scholarships. And, you know, write the essay, take the risk, let people know that they're out there looking for, you know, that they're a good candidate for school and they would invite support. And if you don't have the option of offering everything they need for school, which is a reality for some families, clear is kind. Let your student know what you're able to offer and that you're willing to make a sacrifice and this is what you have. And you're also willing to help them find other avenues to help them pay for the school. Well, and even as a professor at a Christian college campus, I taught psychology for nearly 30 years there. And I 
I often would have students that said, hey, I, I'm, I can't get off work and the final exam is scheduled at this point and tell me your story, you know? And it, as they kind of unpack that and you realize, oh my goodness, this kid is working hard yeah. just to get yeah. through this. I'm going to have lots of flexibility for that right. student, yeah. you know? And, and that's what you get at a school like this because they're going to help. And our son, uh, you know, we, we told both our boys, we're going to do what uh, my dad did for us. And that is pay for your education as long as you want to go. And, um, and it, it wasn't even a question in, in our home. You're, you're going to get a college education, not because they said that verbally. It was just kind of inherent, inherent. It was in the drinking water. <laughs> it was that you're going to get, a, not only that, you're all going to get PhDs. <laughs> That's right. And we did. And we all married, uh, our wives have PhDs. Wow. And so, you know, it's just part of, it's a sickness actually. Now that I think about <laughs> Pressure it. on the daughters-in-law too, now that I think about it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got there yet. Okay. And so uh, at any rate, those values will come through. And if they know, if your son or your daughter knows you value this and that you're helping them, you're being generous, they're going to work with you to, to right. help make that happen. And, and this decision, this value, it's not a commodity. It's not a car or a, a can right. of beans or a, a pair of jeans. It's much more than that. And when you get a faculty member like you who's taking the time to listen to that student that's working so hard to get it, that's the value of our, our member institutions and, and Christian colleges. I have a daughter that just got married, Lesson Leslie, wow. and she said to me, Dad, I'm taking this inventory called Simbus. And I said, <laughs> what is it? She said, it stands for saving your marriage before it starts. And yeah. it was remarkable. She was so excited. She's been married for two months and she has a perfect marriage because of Simbus, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, <laughs> it, it does bring me to the point of the work that you've done um, in this space and in this field and something that we're very excited about partnering with you on, but also to serve students and their families. And that is Yada. Um, when I think of Yada, I think of Seinfeld. That's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. But that's not the origin of this. This comes from something different and much more meaningful. Can you take a few moments and tell our parents and tell our families about Yada? Yeah, well, first of all, let me explain the name. Yada is a Hebrew word, mm -hmm. and it's found in, in Scripture more than a thousand times, and mm -hmm. it means to know. And, of course, in Scripture, it's it's a profound sense of knowing with your head and your heart. But in, in Yiddish, it's, you know, yada, 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 like Seinfeld, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. And uh, so in this context, it's to know yourself and to know others and to be known by others, yada, yada, yada. All right. And, and by the way, you should uh, be aware that when we first tested this name, we, we called this thing uh, Smart Start. That's what we thought. Oh, how clever. Yeah. We'll help students have a smart start on And it life. rhymes too, yeah. And uh, we thought that was so cool. We tested it and I can't tell you how much students despise that name. <laughs> smart Start, that sounds stupid, right? <laughs> There's that communication gap. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah>. <laughs> and then we went back with Yada and they were like, oh, what's that? That sounds cool. They didn't know what it meant, but I like that. Yeah. You know? So anyway, a uh, little aside there. But it all comes where, you know, Leslie and I were both psychologists. Leslie's a marriage and family therapist. And, and years ago, we launched this program that you referred to, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. We did that for our engaged students on our campus. And it became a national hit, and we ended up being uh, on national media and wrote a book by that title and curriculum, and eventually uh, an assessment that's valid and reliable to help people. Why an assessment for anything? Well, it does two things. It gives you an incredible sense of self-awareness. And self-awareness is the hallmark of emotional health. Right. If you don't have awareness, you can't do anything about anything. You know, I was just talking with a friend late last night on the phone. And we were talking about a mutual friend. And he says, why does he do that? 
And I said, it's a lack of self-awareness. And he goes, that's it. If he only knew. And it's like, it's difficult sometimes to hold up a mirror to that, that friend and go, hey, look, this is how you're coming across. An assessment does that in, it's like a, a house of mirrors, right? It's everywhere you look, you're seeing a reflection of a, a component of who you are. So that's a big part of it. And then the second thing is relationally, it gives you what we referred to earlier, and that's empathy. It helps you understand your hard wiring, how God made you, so that you can better relate with others and realize, oh, other people can be different than I am, and I need to understand that. And so we found great success in doing this with couples that uh, were engaged and, and on their path to marriage. And we know that we can reduce the divorce rate for anyone that takes this particular assessment by 31% and increase their satisfaction. And we thought, what if we took all that knowledge, all that information? And by the way, this all came from the science. You know, I, we've mentioned our PhDs. We kind of earned two PhDs in that we launched a company <laughs> 22 years ago called eHarmony. It's an yeah, online matching I've heard company. of it, yeah. Yeah, and when we launched that, it was just a whole new education in trying to understand what, how do you leverage technology in a relational world? And uh, so we've done that now with this thing called Yada. And here's how it works. And it's not about matching. It's just a, an assessment to help you know yourself, be known by others, and uh, know others well. This is really the, the building block of self-knowledge that is the precursor right. to good relationships. And so a student or a parent, for that matter, can go online, yada.com. They take a little assessment that takes well, about 10 minutes to answer a series of questions. And then it generates this really fun and cool infographic report. It's about 10 pages. It's a little PDF. You don't have to wait for it. You don't have to, you know, send something in the mail. It's all online. It's super easy. And this little report starts with your personality and uh, how God designed you to be you, your uniqueness. We were talking about how do you guide your son or your daughter in the right direction. Well, this is a big key for that because now you understand what their their gifts are when it comes to their personality. What are their leanings, right? Yeah, it helps you understand sort of, are they task-oriented or people-oriented? What's their pace they move through life at? And it really helps you dial in on just sort of the way to meet them where they are. How they solve problems, how they react to change, how they make decisions right. even, which is important mm -hmm. in this context. And not only that, but we get into this thing we call their, their story. And we, we always say, and this is, this is so important, if you are the parent of a, of a child who is on the shy side, and there's about 50% of students at least that are on that side, uh, this is really important. Every student has an interesting story, right. but not every student knows how to make their story interesting. Yeah. And so they get, as a freshman, they get into a new context and they're in the dining hall and they don't know how to kind of put their narrative out when somebody asks them their question. They don't give enough proverbial hooks in the conversation for somebody to hang a conversation on. And so we want to help them do that. Right. And so your story, constructing your narrative, we help them go through that through the Yada assessment. Of course, we get into how they communicate and manage conflict and, and uh, dating and, and all the rest, but it's really fun. Mm -hmm. And we're just so excited to be partnering with you because you guys saw this and you went, this is cool. We can help yes. students uh, get the word on this. And so uh, that's what Yada is about.
Well, it's a natural connection for us. We are we are uh, advancing Christian education, and our member schools include high school students and also college universities. So we do see as a natural partnership, and we're excited to be rolling this out very soon in a formal way with you and your team. But wanted to get the the context of it for our families that might just be driving along right now, listen to this podcast, and hearing Yacht, and know that their school's doing it. So we want them to know the origins of it. So thank you for partnering with us. People can find that at yada.com. Yada.com. That's right. And so thank you very much for spending time with us. Our goal today and, and is to, been, to talk to families about their relationships and the dynamics of parenting and, and marriage, but also as relate to college in this decision process. So uh, as a final uh, comment or suggestion or just final thoughts about this, the family dynamic, uh, Christian families choosing to go to Christian schools, what's on your mind and last little bit of wisdom that you might impart to our listeners today? Well, I mean, we are walking alongside, we're, we're not proclaimers of here's the perfect end of this story. We're pilgrims with every parent out there <laughs> walking their son or daughter through this process. Right. We're right in the flames with you. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything more important we can do as parents other than stay present and be willing to offer our best wisdom and guidance while allowing them to bloom and finding their own voice and yeah. taking those steps, you know, making the decisions with them, not for them. And, and providing the best launching pad possible, yeah. you know, and uh, you may feel like, oh, I've blown it because I, I, I should have been doing some stuff years ago. No, no, no. It's never too late right. because it, like we've been talking about, it comes down to that quality of your relationship. You know, your relationship with your son or daughter can only be as healthy as you are. And so when you bring empathy and character qualities into that relationship, and if you need to apologize, apologize or whatever, but get that relationship right. So they leave from a healthy launching pad mm -hmm. as they're making this decision. And uh, Phil, thank goodness for your organization yeah. and how you can help all of us do this more effectively. But to, to lean into that, and it's, you know, you get to this point as a parent where you obviously you want the very best for your child. And then you get to this stage where they're going off to college and it feels like I'm losing my, my touch. <laughs> I, I can't control. I can't, you know, the environment's going to be different and so forth. And uh, I don't know how you do that handoff into the big world better than through the um, process of a Christian college education. So that's all. I would leave that comment as, mm -hmm. as my final thought that this, uh, not that it's the only way to go, but man, it is a great way to go. Well, we're so grateful for that. And Les and Leslie Parrott, it is in their DNA. Uh, it is in the water at their house. It's in the, the extended <laughs> families about how important higher education is, but not just higher education, higher education with a purpose. And, and we're grateful for that. Thank you for your time today. Go check out Yada, those who are listening, and go check out one of our member institutions. Thank you, Doctors Parrott. We appreciate it so much. You bet. Thanks, Phil. Be sure to join us next time for the Higher Ed, Higher Purpose podcast.